हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 17 आइडेंटिटी पॉलिटिक्स इन इंडिया कास्ट रिलीजन लैंग्वेज एंड एथनिसिटी एंड वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर टॉपिक आइडेंटिटी पॉलिटिक्स इन इंडिया एंड सब टॉपिक इज रिलीजन अनदर फॉर्म ऑफ आइडेंटिटी पॉलिटिक्स इज दैट इफ इफेक्टेड थ्रू the construction of a community on the shared bond of religion in india hinduism islam sikhism christianity and the zoroastrianism are some of the major religions practiced by the people numerically the hindus are considered to be the majority which inspires many hindu loyalist groups like rss rashtriya swayamsevak sangh or the shiv sena and political parties like bjp bharatiya janata party or the hindu mahasabha to claim that india is a hindu state these claims generate homogenizing myths about the india and its history these claims are countered by other religious groups who foresee the possibility of the losing autonomy of practice of their religious and cultural life under such homogenizing claims this initiates constatation that have often resulted in communal rights the generally accepted myths that process the identity divide on religious lines center on the appeasement theory forcible religious conversations general anti hindu and thus anti india attitudes of the minority religious groups the hegemonic aspirations of the majority groups and the denial of a social cultural space to minority groups Historically the Hindu revivalist movement of the 19th century is considered to be the period that saw the demarcation of two separate cultures on religious basis the Hindu and the Muslims that depended further because of the partition this division which has become institutionalized in form of a communal ideology has become a major challenge for india's secular social fabric and democratic polity though communalism be a major part of the last century signified hindu muslim conflict in recent years constatations between the hindu and sikh Hindu and Christian have often crystallized into communal conflicts. The rise of Hindu national assertiveness, politics of representational government, persistence of communal perceptions and competition for the socio economic resources are considered some of the reasons for the generation of communal ideologies and their transformation into major rights. Identity schemes based on religion have become a major source of conflict not only in the international context but since the early 1990s it has 
also become a challenge for Indian democracy and secularism. The rise of majoritarian assertiveness is considered to have become institutionalized after the BJP that along with its Hindu constituents gave political cohesiveness to a consolidating Hindu consciousness, formed a coalition ministry in March 1998. However, like all identity schemes, the forging of a religious community glosses over internal differences within a particular religion to generate the we are all of the same kind emotion. Thus, differences of caste groups within a homogeneous Hindu identity, linguistic and sectional differences within Islam are shelved to create a homogeneous unified religious identity. In post-independent India, the majoritarian assertion has generated its own antithesis in the form of minority religions, assertiveness and a resulting confrontational politics that undermines the synchronistic dimensions of the civil society in India. The process through which this religious assertiveness is being increasingly institutionalized by a methodological writings of history has the potential to reformulate India's national identity along communal trajectories. Now let us discuss next point language. Identity claims based on the perception of a collectivity bound together by language may be said to have its origin in the pre-independence politics of the Congress that had promised reorganization of states in the post-independent period on linguistic basis. But it was the JVP, Juhalal, Nehru, Vallabhai Patel and Patabhai Sitaramaya committee's concession that if public sentiment was insistent and overwhelmingly the formation of Andhra from the Telugu speaking region of the then Madras could be considered, which as Michael Brecher mentions was the opening wedge for the bitter struggle over states reorganization which was to dominate Indian politics from 1953 to 1956. Ironically, the claim of separate states for linguistic collectivities did not end in 1956 and even today continues to confront the concerns of the Indian leaderships. But the problem has been that none of the created or claimed states are mono-ethnic in composition and some even have numerically and politically powerful minorities. This has resulted in a cascading set of claims that continue to threaten the territorial limits of the existing states and disputes over boundaries become 
between linguistic states have continued to stir conflicts as for instance the simmering tensions between the Maharashtra and Karnataka over the district of Belgaum or even the claims of the Nagas to parts of Manipur. The linguistic divisions have been complicated by the lack of a uniform language policy for the entire country since in each state the dominant regional language is often used as medium of instruction and social communication. The consequent affinity and allegiance that develops towards one's own language gets expressed even outside one's state of origin. For instance, the formation of linguistic, cultural and social groups outside one's state of origin helps to consolidate the unity and sense of community in a separate linguistic society. Thus, the language becomes an important premise on which group identities are organized and establishes the conditions for defining the in-group and out-group. Though it is generally felt that the linguistic states provide freedom and autonomy for the collectivities within a heterogeneous society, critics argue that the linguistic states have reinforced regionalism and has provided a platform for the articulation of a phenomenal number of identity claims in a country that has 1,652 mother languages and only 14 recognized languages around which states have been deorganized. They argue that the effective result of recognition for linguistic groups has disembodied the feelings of the national unity and national spirit in a climate where Maharashtra for Marathis, Gujarat for Gujaratis, etc., has reinforced linguistic mistrust and defined the economic and political goods in linguistic terms. Now, let us move to the next point ethnicity. You will study in detail about the ethnicity in the Unit 26 of this course. There are two ways in which the concept of ethnicity identity is used. One, it insiders the formation of identity on the basis of the single attribute, language, religion, caste, reason, etc. Two, it considers the formation of the identity on the basis of the multiple attribute cumulatively. However, it it is the second way formation of identity on the basis of more than one characteristics, culture, customs, reason, religion or caste, which are considered as the most common way of formation of the ethnic identity. The one ethnic identity is formed in relation to the other ethnic identity. The relations between more than one ethnic identity can be both harmonious and conflictual. Whenever there is a competition among the ethnic identities on the real or imaginary basis, 
it expressed in the form of autonomy movements, demand for cession or ethnic rights. Now let us sum up the unit. Identity has become an important phenomenon in the modern politics. The identification of a members of a group on the basis of sharing common attributes on the basis of all or some of the attributes, language, gender, language, religion, culture, ethnicity, etc., indicates the existence or formation of identity. The mobilization on the basis of these markers is called identity politics. Identity politics gained legitimacy in 1950s and 1960s in the United States and Europe. In India, the identity politics has become an important aspect of politics. The rise of the Dalit politics, especially the BSP and backward glass politics following the implementation of the Mandal Commission report, linguistic organization of Indian states from the 1950s and the rise of the BJP and the active role of the organizations like the RSS and the ethnic conflict, insurgency and autonomy movements in several parts of the country are examples of the identity politics in India. The democratic political system in India enables various groups to organize and assert on the basis the common attributes which they share. Identity politics has both negative and positive roles in Indian politics. Now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you very much for engaging yourself for the self-learning podcast.